Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have an entitled parent who always has to play the victim. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Karen takes her dog into a store, claims it's a therapy dog for her kid. I and my mom, 19-year-old female and 41-year-old female, had our weekly Saturday workout today and decided afterwards to go to the store, Walmart, where all the crazies go, to pick up some snacks and groceries. After we got there, though, we ran into our entitled family of the story, though more accurately the entitled mother, Karen, 40-year-old female, her three kids, Jack, 15-year-old male, Sabrina, 13-year-old female, and Tommy, 6-year-old male. And last but certainly not least was their small dog, maybe a Papillon or something, I don't know. If you didn't know, most stores in the U.S. don't allow dogs inside unless they're a service animal. At this particular store, though, no one can actually come up and ask you if your dog is a service animal, and they just have to let you go. The only rule they otherwise have is that the dogs aren't allowed in the baskets, the big part of the cart, since people put food there. This is, of course, where the problem starts. As me and my mom are leaving the meat section to go to the dairy section, we run into our first encounter with Karen and her family. Both of her older kids, Jack and Sabrina, are standing off to the side looking extremely embarrassed while their little brother Tommy is just standing there looking a little bit bored. Karen is standing there yelling at and insulting an employee. The reason she was interacting with this employee in the first place was because her dog is sitting in the basket of the cart. Every time the employee tried to explain to Karen that dogs aren't allowed to sit in the basket of the cart, Karen kept biting back saying that her dog was a service animal. While all of this was happening, myself, my mom, and everyone else in the store is rubbernecking and staring at this woman. So many people were watching that there was a small traffic jam between the meat and dairy section of the store. Eventually, though, Karen lets up and puts her purse in the actual designated seating area on the cart for her dog to sit on, yelling at her kids to help her the entire time. But I wouldn't be writing this if this was the end of the story. By the time me and my mom are done with shopping, we have an entirely full cart, even needing an extra one for us to transfer the groceries into. And lo and behold, can you guess who was standing by the self-checkout? We see slash hear Karen yelling at an employee demanding the manager because another employee was acting very disrespectfully to me. All three employees by the self-checkout ended up on the radio paging their manager, let's call her Amanda, 30-year-old female, and she showed to a huffing Karen. Now this is where it gets interesting, as Karen is standing there half screaming at the manager, telling her that your employee was very rude to me and that your employee called me stupid and other things that I didn't 100% hear that fell into the same category. All of this of course wasn't true, she was only referring to the incident by the meat and dairy department, and from what I had heard, the employee was just calmly trying to explain to her that she couldn't have her dog in the basket. That's it. No insults, no implying that the dog wasn't a service dog, nothing. My mom even ended up telling me that after the woman left that she would want to talk to the manager and explain what she had seen to make sure that the employee didn't get in trouble. Of course, this is not where the craziness ends. Since my mom was the one bagging all the groceries, I was eavesdropping to see if there was anything interesting that Karen said. And there was, something that shocked me to be honest. Karen tried to argue that the reason that her dog was in the store was because someone in her family was autistic, and the dog was some form of therapy dog. 
Therapy dogs are also not allowed in the store, only trained service dogs. Now, I'm not going to say that I know everything about autism, but I have two younger brothers, 12 and 13, who are both pretty low to mid-functioning autistic, and I know even more kids with autism from different birthday parties and school board meetings I've been to. And I want to say that because I have never heard of an autism service dog until now. They are a real thing though, so I was almost willing to give her the benefit of the doubt until I actually paid attention to her kids. Again, not claiming I'm an expert, but none of her kids were acting in a way that would imply any of them had autism. Both Jack and Sabrina, the two teenagers, looked incredibly embarrassed and scared as their mom talked, and both of them ended up hiding in their sweatshirts standing a few feet away from her. I also paid attention to the youngest boy, Tommy. The entire time Karen was yelling at the manager, Amanda, Tommy was off to the side fiddling with the pockets of his sweatshirt and walking around to the cart. And again, I don't know everything about autism, but for my brothers and the about 8 plus other autistic kids I've ever met, they would be freaking out in a situation like this. They won't just be standing off to the side twiddling their thumbs, they would probably honestly be upset and be trying to leave or having a complete meltdown or at least hiding behind their parent. Even ignoring that, if any of her kids were, no one else was watching them. There was no father at the store and none of the kids were paying attention to each other, and neither was their mother. Is there a possibility that they were higher functioning? Yes, but you don't come to the store with a dog that you claim is a service animal, without a leash, without a harness, without any form of service dog identification, yell at the staff because they ask you to take the dog out of the basket of the cart, and then demand a manager and lie about what the employee who talked to you said. Eventually, Karen and her posse stormed off into the women's clothes section, and my mom went to tell the manager what she had seen, and apparently many other people went up to talk to her too. I have no idea what else happened with them, or if anything else will happen because of this. My mom intends to stay on Facebook to see if anything pops up there. As we were leaving, this though came to my head. I don't know if I came up with it or heard it somewhere, but I think it fits the bill here. Don't use a disability to substitute your own inability to be a good person. Even if her kids were disabled in some way, she didn't have any right to be such a horrible, entitled person to the staff. I mean, OP's definitely right here, and the fact that the dog doesn't have a leash, doesn't have a harness, doesn't have any clear identification, I think just about everybody there can understand that this probably is not a service animal. I mean, I guess ultimately, you don't want to be the person caught judging or assuming and being actually wrong, but it feels like a pretty safe assumption. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my crazy bipolar parents control and manipulate me all the time over basic things. My parents appear to have some form of bipolar disorder. I'm not saying this lightly because I understand how having a mental disorder will be trying, but can't seem to find any other way to describe the torturous regime I live under. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For some of the time, my parents are a dream, being loving, caring, and happy people that care for me and provide for me. However, this can all change in a moment. A few seconds after being great people, they will become sarcastic, rude, and terrible people. This is the great pain that I have to live with daily. This change could be over anything, for example, and this is just from earlier today. The device I used to do my homework on? I was telling my mom that I can perfectly reasonably do my maths homework on my iPad and phone, which makes perfect sense. However, it is unacceptable. I will not do it and I must use her laptop with her sat next to me. Then she goes on to complain that she has better things to be doing than sitting there staring at me. This also extends to other fields such as money. Yes, my manipulative, controlling, entitled parents financially abuse me. Who'd have guessed it? In a way, they do occasionally help me financially, with invisible strings attached, I might add. When I was 11, I bought an iPad that my dad helped me pay half towards. Four years later, whilst I don't use my iPad, I'm not allowed to sell it even though I'm saving money. And if I did sell it, my dad would get half the money that I get for selling it as he paid half. This is unfair. Taking the money I would get because of a catch he didn't tell me about four years ago. The same goes for my Switch, which is even worse as I paid completely for it. My parents are adamant that I'm not allowed to sell my personal belongings that I paid for, even though I need the money elsewhere ASAP. What makes it worse is that I get no pocket money either and only get the money for my birthday and Christmas and have to rely on the little money I get for those to last me for the whole year. I'm also not allowed to save money as it's a waste and it's disrespectful to the people who gave the money to me in the first place. Guess my age from the following list of things I have to adhere to? Screen time restrictions from 1pm to 6pm where it's allowed between those times. Not allowed to talk to strangers on the internet. Can't use Discord as it's dodgy and someone's going to solicit me for something or other. This has led to a lack of contact with many of my real friends. Can't have 17 plus apps unblocked on my phone because I'll do something. This is an Apple phone so there are no bad apps anyway. And the 17 plus app restrictions also limit the Discord app and every single internet browser so I'm stuck using plain old Safari. When I'm yelled at to turn off my devices, I have to bring my tech downstairs where it is promptly hidden away which is pretty strange if you ask me. I keep no tech in my room which is a really annoying rule as I can barely even do homework most of the time as my tech is hidden and my mom refuses to give it back to me. I am constantly threatened with tech bans if I fail to be a model child. My dad's excuse for not letting me have a PC that I buy myself is because I'm a minor and what he says goes. I'm a minor is my parents' catchphrase for controlling me, along with I'm a parent and you do what I say. From that list, you'd guess something in the range of 8 to 12. You'd be very wrong when I tell you that I'm actually 15 years old. You heard that right, 15. I'm turning 16 this year, yet I can't have a PC as I might use it past my bedtime. My grandparents all find it weird how my parents treat me, which is funny because they still don't seem to care anyway. My grandma thinks it's silly how my parents block my phone or else I'll spend the whole time I see them staring at it, even though they've told my mom countless times that I don't do that. 
Finally, my entitled parents don't listen when I tell them they're setting me up for failure in later life. If I can't have tech in my room at age 15, how will I ever learn to control myself when I'm in college or university and not living at home? How will I make it to lectures? How will I be able to do homework? I'm not allowed an Android phone at age 15 because I'm too young to come off the parental restrictions. How will I cope when, for the first time since the first device I ever had, I get a taste of freedom? I need to learn whilst the stakes are relatively low. Not while I'm doing my GCSEs, not whilst I'm at college or university, but now. I should have learned five years ago. However, the inability to see what's for the best is leading me up to have a terrible life. So I come here. Does anyone have any advice on how I can deal with this? Does anyone know what I can do from this point on to convince my parents that what they're doing is wrong? Please, I'm looking for any help that I can get these days. Thank you for reading. Honestly, parents this uptight, it sounds like the kind of thing that you have to just grin and bear until you can get out of there. Whether it is trying to find your own independence once you're out for college or anything like that, I mean, maybe you can try to talk to like a school counselor, but I don't know how far they're actually going to be willing to help you. It's one thing if there's something they would consider a legitimate issue, especially like legally, but what your parents are doing doesn't really, I guess, violate any rules or laws. I guess my biggest question for OP is, would they refuse to let OP get a job if they wanted to? I mean, doing that, although it sucks and adds to the grind that OP has to go through daily, would probably be the best course of action to put them on track to getting their own independence. Our next story is another crazy fight. Me and my mom got into a fight again. My mom has recently come into an agreement with me that in exchange for a really hard diet and workout routine, that she'll pay me $390 of my own youth allowance, given to me by the government for being a student to buy myself an iPad. Since I live with my family, which includes my mom and my sister, majority of the money goes to the family expenditure, rent, food, bills, and I don't keep any of it for myself. I'm studying on a scholarship, so I don't need the money to pay my fees, even though the money is entitled to me to assist with my studies. I'm not allowed to ask for a single payment, even if it's $443 per fortnight. My mom bought a laptop last year since I was starting uni. However, my sister is in her third year of uni, and she's an IT student. The laptop I had chosen is a gaming laptop, hence it's really powerful, and my sister requested to my mom that she take ownership of it. That meant that I had to give up the device that I meant to use to study. So I begged my mom for one payment of my youth allowance to help me buy an iPad for my second year of university, and she agreed. However, she put me on a very harsh diet and workout plan that my body cannot get used to. I'm not overweight, I'm just a bit chubby, and I think just regulating my diet would be enough for me to lose a couple of kilograms. However, my mom has put me on a workout routine that my body cannot handle, and it leaves me tired for days with cramps all over my body. Most people will listen to music or watch something while they're working out, but my mom is religious and will not let me listen to music for the first couple of weeks. This made the workout very boring and amusing. I proceeded to start watching on my laptop while I work out, but that just didn't make her happy. She said it made me slow, but my pace has always been the same. I have a habit of getting tired easily for the workout, and it just ruins my body even more. Today I was getting ready to work out as per her request. Mind you, I've been out the entire day and I've just been so tired. Both my mom, my sister and I are very tired and almost falling asleep, but my mom still asked me to work out. 
I started getting ready by taking off my daily clothes to put up my workout clothes, but while I'm half-dressed, my mom barged in the door even after I told her not to enter because I'm not fully dressed. She does this nonetheless and I beg for her to leave the room, but she just relentlessly just shouts that she doesn't want me to watch anything while I work out, completely ignoring my requests for me to leave so I can get dressed properly. I feel very insecure about my body and I barely show much of it to anyone other than my sister who I'm comfortable around. I felt very hurt, insecure, and unsafe. I told her to leave several times and she didn't like that, so she attempted to grab a wire, which was my laptop charger from the floor. I screamed in fear and she continued shouting at me and swinging the wire at me. Eventually got her to leave but she wouldn't be quiet even from her room. I was at my tipping point so I stormed to her room and told her that it was her fault because I was getting dressed and she would not leave and that she was blaming the entire thing on me. I closed her door so I wouldn't have to hear her shouting and closed my door too, but she stomped after me and wished death on my boyfriend. This hurt me very much because he could possibly be the only person who cares about me and hearing that from my mom really hurt me. I kept telling her to take it back, but she kept calling me a tramp and a tramp because I wasn't dressed when she barged into my room. Don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how much more of that I can take. I hate myself and my family. Obviously, OP's not the one at fault here. They shouldn't be hating themselves. Their mom is absolutely deranged. If OP hates themselves, I think they're giving their mom exactly what she wants, which is that self-loathing that continues to allow her to exert her control over OP. I just wish OP all the best on trying to get their independence, and absolutely as soon as they can, cutting off this person from ever being in their life. And God forbid, if they don't respect that, don't be afraid to go legal. Our next story is, my stepmother-in-law is very angry with me because I didn't text her back immediately after we received our Christmas gift cards, even though Hubs texted a thank you note from the both of us because I'm still no contact with her after her behavior. Like the title says, I'm no contact with Hubs' stepmother. She has been unbelievably cruel and passive-aggressive with us ever since Trump became president in 2016. She's gone completely MAGA, QAnon, etc. She used to be a diehard dem. My in-laws live in Vermont and are limited to news options, living in a rural area, so they latched onto Fox News and have it on 24-7 and won't change it even while we're visiting. The last time we visited, she had a Trumpy bear as the centerpiece in the flower arrangement on the dining room table as soon as we walked in the front door. She had a Trump flag hanging on their flagpole even though our son, her grandson, who she claims to love so much, is biracial. That was such a slap in the face. I refuse to visit as long as she's still drinking the Trump slash MAGA Kool-Aid. I will not be writing a thank you note for the Amazon gift card, as Hubs already said thank you. I will, however, be spending the gift card on gay romance books, my favorite genre, for my Kindle. Ha! I mean, if OP really wants to get back at them, they're doing a disservice by not mentioning how their money was spent. Although, realistically, considering how outraged somebody like this could probably try to project themselves to be, you know, cause some collateral drama for family members that OP never intended to be dragged into this, sadly, probably for the best they don't. This next story is, my mom lets my younger sister do everything I wasn't. I need advice on either how to get over this and move on, or how to effectively talk to my mom about how much this hurts me. Basically, I'm the oldest sibling, and I had a boyfriend in high school from 15 to 18 years old. 
this entire relationship, I was never allowed to be in a room alone with him, go to senior after prom with him because my mom knew we would sleep in the same bed. He was never allowed over, and when he was, it had to be done on my mom's time. See him in general, it was pulling teeth asking to see him more than once a week. I even once got yelled at for asking to see him on his 16th birthday. Now, my younger sister, three years younger, is a senior in high school and has been dating a guy for a year. He's nice, but everything I listed above is not an issue for my sister. They have sleepovers whenever they go to other people's houses. They're allowed to go to after prom together. They get the entire basement of our house to themselves for hours. This makes me furious, etc. He is always over, every night. I can never walk in my kitchen without him being there and it's beyond frustrating not being able to walk around in my own house. I don't want an 18 year old boy seeing me in my pajamas, it's just weird. My parents are also always accounting for him during dinner which makes me feel like crap because what was wrong with me that my boyfriend at the time couldn't be welcomed with open arms? I've tried talking to my mom and her response every time is, well why would I do the same thing to your sister if it clearly upset you? You want her upset? Blah blah, something like that. Which I get it, but it's not about that. It's the principle in my mind and I don't know how to get across to her that it's simply unfair. My relationship suffered because of her being so strict. And this is now happening in every aspect of my life. My relationship ended partially because we never saw each other and I was scared to ask my mom to even see him because it would make her angry for some reason. I just don't understand how it's fair. I get messing up with the first kid and then trying to make it right with a second, but I'm stuck feeling like I was never good enough to get to experience a fun high school romance because my mom kept him from me. Edit, this affects me permanently now because I feel like I'm trying to make up for lost time whenever I'm interested in anyone romantically by trying to spend as much time as I can with them in fear that I'm going to get time taken away or something. I just need advice, I don't know. Can anyone relate? Am I being dramatic? I don't think OP's being dramatic and I think they definitely referenced the heart of the issue here, which is OP was the first go around, they realized that they screwed up, and sadly they're giving the second kid way more freedom and way more liberties than OP ever got to experience. Now, I don't know if the parents are the kind of people that would be receptive and understanding and, you know, be humble enough to actually understand what they need to do. But I feel like in the perfect world, OP would go to their mom, explain exactly how they're feeling, and what OP truly needs is an apology for OP's feelings to be validated and recognized, and for them to be able to look OP in the face and say, you know, we were wrong at that time, we were way too strict, I'm sorry. You know, something that gives that ramp to try to work past it. For them to deflect and just say, what, you want your sister upset? Well, that just sucks. Our next story is, mom never seems to change, playing the victim. Got into a really bad accident a while back, basically navigated all doctor's appointments, therapy, and other things alone with like two weekend visits for my mom. I was in so much pain. Then came the diagnosis, had a brain injury, TBI, and a bunch of other injuries. Anytime mom came to visit, she'd always just yell at how rude I was being for needing some silence, patience, and threatened to leave. I mean, I had pounding headaches 24-7 on top of seizures and other things. I ended up needing more care, so I had to move back with her since I was a bunch of states away. 
My friends that lived near me at the time saw me more often than her and were a great help. She now has this thing of saying that I never told her how bad everything was, yet she saw it with her own two eyes. I kind of felt betrayed because she rushes to everyone's little ouchies and has so much concern for them, yet here I was with a major injury and she had her blinders on. She let my narcissistic sister know and her only response to my condition was, oh no. Meanwhile, this is the same person that my mom would tell me to be nice to when she cried for little things like me saying no to set reasonable boundaries. It was also at this time during the move that I learned that my mom was moving. My sister is a bit of a sprinkle-sprinkle kind of person, so she married an older, wealthier guy. They bought a house for her basically in the middle of nowhere. They expected me to help move her when I could barely lift and was writhing in pain most days called me selfish numerous times. Then my mom expected me to pay her back for all the trips she came to see me. She doesn't remember this. At one point she said she'd help me get a car because the uninsured driver that hit me, plus American medical bills, plus not working because of injuries equals SOL. She then backtracked that and said she wasn't obligated to. I understand. I didn't expect it anyway because she's always been full of promises. Then she told everyone else in my family that she was supporting me. Not true because I used my savings to live very frugally. Then she also says, oh, we'll go here and there since I'm stuck inside the house for years with no friends close by and in an isolated area, but then never does anything about it, but will go and do things for an entire day without complaint with my sister and her husband. The worst was when she said we'd go to the beach for my birthday and we literally parked and got food and less than 20 minutes later, she wanted to go back home. She had spent the whole day at the beach with my sibling the previous week. So I cried for my birthday and even this one too because she made promises that yet again couldn't keep. Then anytime I bring up the differential treatment she just gets upset and yells at me. Nothing ever changes, it's the reason I left in the first place, especially because she invalidated sibling abuse she knew was happening to me. Something in me still loves her but I just feel so abandoned that my only parent treats me this way. If I was not disabled, I'd be out of here so fast but now it's taking twice as long to even be productive enough to leave. Man, OP's just in a situation where they need an outpouring of love and support, and their family is so full of entitled people and narcissists that they can't even do like the bare minimum. What's sad is they're not doing the bare minimum and they're out there walking around thinking to themselves, yeah, I'm a superhero for OP. It's just shameful. Our next story is, tricked me saying she would come for three weeks and now has been here three months. My mother and I had an interesting relationship since I was little. At times we can be very close and at times it can get very toxic. She has periods where she gets very unstable and is not able to tell that it's happening to her. Or maybe she can tell and is too entitled to do anything about it. Five months ago, she announced to me that she was leaving her place because she was annoyed by her roommates and would go to our family reunion. She told her roommate to hold her stuff until she got back and then would magically find a new place. She's in grad school, so she gets student loans to cover her expenses. Long story, she leaves the country for weeks and of course the roommate has replaced her and can't get a new apartment because no job, bad credit, etc. I begged her to keep her place before she left. But of course, she didn't listen. I currently live outside of the US as I'm studying abroad, so I figured I'll listen to my therapist and let her make her own choices. She goes to stay by my brother for two months. During that time, she heads to Greece for her birthday. 
also told her not to spend her money on this, of course, she went. She then tells me that since I'm graduating soon, she would like to visit me for three weeks and then move on to visit relatives we have here. LOL. Writing this, I'm seeing how I was naive. I told her that it was exam season, so I cannot host for long. She agrees and comes two weeks later. She's now been here for three months, and I'm now in trouble with student housing. The reason I'm posting here is because the whole time she's been here and no matter how poor her choices are, she looks down at everyone around her. She is 60 and behaves like a carefree 25-year-old. No shade, lots of grown-as-freak 25-year-olds. In my culture, and I'm sure worldwide, you're supposed to be loyal to your parents. But what about me? I have no space to myself, my academic life has suffered, and it's strained my relationship. I've told her my roommates are coming back and she needs to find housing this week, which has been greeted with anger. She said that she'll be staying with relatives here until she figures it out. If anyone can offer advice or I can just vent to, I'd really appreciate it. I know I messed up by letting her come. I take responsibility. I mean, the bottom line here is OP has to set and enforce boundaries. Just words alone, she's not going to act or respect you or them with that alone. At some point, you just have to actually enforce that space between you and her, and I'm not saying physically, but whatever recourse you have, even if it means calling like a non-emergency line to try to get them to leave. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.